This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, LS Pod fans. It's JR here. Burt's Babes, Hoddle's Heroes, even Decanio's Dozens. We've had some iconic lineups in our history at Swindon, just like the legendary menu at McDonald's. Parkin' or Austin, sweet curry or barbecue? Why not get a McNugget share box to enjoy the debates with your mates? And thanks to book delivery, every drop-off can be a home win. Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points too. No one wants to drop points at home, and with tasty rewards to earn, you won't be missing out. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com that at all hello everybody swindon town five sutton united three is this the way it's going to be at the county ground this season here to mull it over as somebody who can't go to the <laughs> county ground he's back down to boy in the bitter land it's connor hello connor well firstly very sad to have been relegated in your estimations uh, well yeah uh secondly Technically, I could go to all of the games, but it'd just be at great effort and expense. Uh, and <laughs> I'm not prepared to do either of those things. But thirdly, I'm, I'm very glad that I don't have to uh, sort of find the services of a chateau uh, every weekend and uh, was able to just watch it in the comfort of my own living room. So uh, very good in terms of uh, just being able to sort of go and have some water to cool down. It's very hot here as well at the moment uh, and, and looked hot. Uh, on the TV as well. So yeah, no, I was just uh, just chaining uh, glasses of tap water basically all afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> exactly what you need to be doing. 
Yeah, absolutely, it does. Uh, um, yeah, it was, it was. It's too. It was too hot. Too hot for football. Usually, the sort of uh, heat that you're welcomed and presented with a nil-nil draw, and that, well, that's not the case uh, this season. You're not downgraded. You know, I just got it wrong last time, and I just, we riffed it. We're just keeping it with the boy from the Bitterland, of course. Okay. Yeah, sure. I'll. I'll, I'll uh... <laughs> Uh, fine yeah I'll go with that this is technically an on the whistle episode because although we're recording 8.30 UK 9.30 Germany I have gone to the train station having attended the game been delayed horrifically got home put my baby boy to bed and now I find myself sat here wondering if we can talk about this, but there's so much to talk about. I've been warped by the fact that I watched the England game on the train during all those delays and oh, it wasn't pretty, but so I'm, I'm trying to go back to what was a exhilarating afternoon at the county ground. Yeah, I mean, uh, was it train tracks melting or something? What's going on uh, with all of the delays? All the usual stuff, all the usual. The trains that were arriving at six o'clock were the 4.30 trains. Okay, well, yeah, that's not, not great, is it? But It's not. You know, we're here now. We're having a good time. I think we're going to try and get back to the the vibes of the afternoon because, I mean, honestly, if it wasn't for thirty degree heat, you would think it was Boxing Day, nineteen sixty three. Oh, it's a lovely reference, Connor. That's why we keep you on. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Let's go with this. Let's go straight with the lineup. We know, uh, we know pretty much how this is going to go. There was one change due to international call ups and Mahoney in goal. At the back, Godwin, Malife, Bruitt and Blake Tracy all providing the vibes. Hutton and Uwakwe on the wings. McEachran and Jake Kane replacing Saidu Khan, who's away on international duty. Luckily, unscathed from the earthquake in Morocco. Kemp in the usual place and Young and Austin in the usual place. There's nothing really much more we need to talk about on that front. And the game started pretty typically, Swindon playing the ball along the floor well. Before we really get into like the goals and the chances, because in the opening exchanges, we did present Sutton with a couple of opportunities to do something. And we tend to do this most weeks. And yet again, our opposition failed to capitalise. I guess the most obvious one was Mahoney not realising how close the Sutton attacker was and almost making a fool of himself, although I don't think there was a, a shout from his defenders. Yeah, so I mean, if we just very, very slightly zoom out, I, you asked me before the game to keep some notes of what was going on because you weren't going to be able to do so yourself. So I have taken extensive notes and I also sort of put in my um, mental state before the game. So I thought that might be interesting to go over. <laughs> <laughs> so first of all, uh, my first entry in my notes is that we really need to give them hell for the ward situation over the previous year. Um, and I think we did that. And then secondly, I was just, it felt like a Tuesday night because this is a Tuesday night game. Why are we playing them on a Saturday? Shouldn't be allowed. But yeah, so let, let's go into the game. So I think there was like an early combination uh, between Awakwe, Kane and Kemp uh, that looked quite dangerous, didn't quite do anything but yeah the Mahoney situation is very weird in terms of he kind of gets the ball there's no option because I guess the the strikers are both sort of on the defenders um there's not a short pass he doesn't want to play it long so early in the game it's probably like three minutes in uh and it honestly just looked like someone was playing FIFA and their controller disconnected or something because he just stood there for honestly a good 10 seconds and uh 
eventually gets pressed, doesn't realise it because the player's coming from the blind side. And like you say, I, just, I don't know how we've got away with that, but pretty much immediately we scored. It's it very weird. I'd basically just ca- kind of calmed down from it where I'm watching and I follow and then my phone vibrates and I've got a, a notification from my uh, football score app provider of choice telling me it's 1-0 already. So uh was, was delighted. Uh, and yeah, it pretty much comes from the kind of mopping up of that situation. McEachran sort of puts it long, flick around the corner by Austin and we're 1-0 up. Beautiful. I don't have the data to support this, but that feels like it's happened a few times this season where we've dillied and dallied at the back or done something daft somewhere on the pitch and then just gone, ah, oh, yeah, and turned it up and, and scored. <laughs> and, and and goal number one was a very Jake Young goal. And I, I kind of thought it was going wide when, when it went in. When it nestled in, in the far post, I was like, oh, lovely. And, um, well... He's doing all right, isn't he? Yeah, I think it's one of those ones, if you were to look at I think it's probably a low percentage chance in terms of where he's taken the shot from, but he's a player in form and he's confident. He's taken it early enough that you present the goalkeeper with an option. And I think the goalkeeper, in all honesty, should be doing better there. I think it kind of squirms underneath him, doesn't it? So it's one of those ones where basically if you're not in incredible form, you're not scoring that goal. But Jake Young is in incredible form and he did score it. And uh, it's the perfect way to start a game like that because, yeah, Especially in the heat, I think if you've got an early lead, then then you don't have to do as many of the hard yards. In theory, not quite how it worked out, um, but yeah, I was. It kind of allowed me to kind of settle into the game and just start to enjoy it a little bit more. And I'm sure many of us felt that way too. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. It was a surprise. It's not a surprise to me that Swindon are scoring goals, but given how hot it was you kind of think, oh, I'd be lucky if we get a few chances in this because they're just going to huff and puff. And considering all the goals in the first half, I didn't think it was like that quick a game, especially as as the half progressed. But it was just everything was happening. After the first goal, I, I remember Sutton having a little bit of pressure without doing much. At what point do we discuss how bad Sutton were in the opening stages of this game and generally throughout the 90 despite scoring three goals? Well, I think you've already done that in terms of on the presser episode, which I listened to before the game. Um, you did mention kind of the record and the, their league record going into this game for the last, what, 17 games or something. And I think we kind of looking at the table, looking at how they've done, we kind of knew what to expect kind of thing from them. Um, and it's one of those ones, obviously, probably in a lot of those games, they've not played so badly, but you could see you could see from early on that this was a team that are not full of confidence. They were kind of, there were instances where we kind of dallied a little bit on the ball and they just weren't there to kind of make us pay. And again, like I say, with the Jake Young chance, that kind of goal is the only kind, that's the kind of goal that uh, a player in form can only score. Uh, the flip side of that, I guess, with Sutton is a team that's so out of form and probably a little bit bereft of confidence, not really chasing any vibes. A lot of that game, some of those situations that are kind of 50-50, you kind of you go into that as the team in form, just kind of thinking that you're just going to be able to sort of use your strength of will to get through it. And in a lot of instances before the drinks break, that's kind of how it proved. Like you say, they they created a little bit, but there was just so many chances where honestly, I think a better team would have just probably put a couple of past us in that first 22, 23 minutes. Uh, before the drinks break. They just seemed to panic whenever we they got the ball unexpectedly. Yeah, there's a couple of times where they turned the ball over from us and then immediately we got the ball back and it wasn't because we'd done anything as such. It was more just that, oh, I've got the ball on, uh, it's gone <laughs> kind of thing. So uh, yeah, I mean, definitely, definitely one of those ones where 
based on that first 25 minutes or so, we shouldn't really have let them back into the game because they really were just not putting up any trees at all. Um, but clearly they're not such a bad team as I thought they were in the 25, uh, first 25 minutes because they then went on to give us a game, which uh, I guess we didn't expect from the opening exchanges. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll ignore that for the time being because we've still got <laughs> two goals to score to talk about. And the second one's a really nice one, kind of a scruffy-ish sort of middle to that, but great start, especially the Wackway flick and um, a great finish by Jake Kane. Uh, yeah, the Wackway flick, I think that sounds a little bit like 2023 version of the Harlem Shake, doesn't it? So uh, I don't know. I think I'm off form today, but that's that's just what was in my mind when you said that. Um, yeah, a really nice combo between him and Austin to get down the side. Um, I think we kind of get lucky that they just don't really reset properly once Austin kind of cuts back and looks for an option. Um, Kemp really has no right to get to the, the ball when he tries to tee up Kane, uh, but it's a really nice finish from Kane once he does uh, once he does get in there and I think it was it, it was good for him because I think moments later he then teed up a really good chance himself and then had a, a his shot blocked by um, Jake Young. Um, so it's nice that he got in on the goals because I think sort of in an attacking sense he was quite progressive early on. We just seemed to be doing like what we tried to do there was kind of what we were trying to do throughout a lot of those opening exchanges in terms of, I think we were bypassing their midfield quite a lot. We were going like around it rather than through it. Um, so there was a lot of sort of nice passes down the side and just those two wingbacks, Awakwe and Hutton. Um, more Awakwe in the opening exchanges, Hutton maybe a little bit later on. Um, just having yards and yards of space to gallop into. And it, it was just really fun to watch. And, and it really is really really fun to watch this Swindon side attack and you know we'll talk about possible warning signs that are out there but it, at the moment it really doesn't matter because it's so much fun we, we, we again we have a few chances and we're moving the ball around and Sutton bless them they just look done I mean a lot of said about the height but they're just so clumsy on the ball controlling they never look fully comfortable and then I mean, let's be honest, Swindon score a fast school third where they literally laugh at Sutton because it's so bizarre. But it it really felt at that stage that this could be a, a seven goal battering for them. But shades of offside? I mean, Austin's miles offside in the build up to that. So like when the ball's initially played in by Hutton, there's there's not a chance in the world that he's onside. I'm sorry, but I don't mind. I'm happy that we scored. Um I just I think the interesting thing about this goal more so than the offside is just that it's the most one-sided goal mouth scramble I've ever seen in my life. I don't think I don't think Sutton ever had the ball, but it was still such a stressful thing to watch uh, in those kind of five seconds. And again, I kind of, in fairness, had seen that we'd scored the third because you know my phone had pinged. Um, but I was just like, well, how? I mean, I know it must be coming soon, but like th- this isn't indicative of a goal. Uh, and then in the end, I just think. Again, you're lucky that you've got sort of someone lurking who can just sort of take control and prod it in because, yeah, it just looked a little bit like uh, Charlie Austin was doing the hokey-cokey or, I don't know, the, the Awakway flick uh, for 2023. I don't know. But he was... Um, it was a weird one. I think that it looked like he may have taken taken an injury in that, but it may have just been a, a bruised ego kind of thing because having... It looked like he was sort of asking to come off and and then obviously just carried on moving completely fine afterwards. So, uh, yeah, probably probably just one of those weird ones where you just try to style out that you, you've missed a, a very good chance. But 
Shame for him, really, because in those open exchanges, I think Austin was one of our better players on the pitch, especially in the lead up to the first couple of goals. So um, that would have capped off the performance for him, but at least we got the goal anyway for Jake Young, who, again, just insane form from him recently. Mm. At Connor Garrett on X, where for your screenshots of Charlie Austin being onside goes to him, not to me, please. Is that is are there clear screenshots of him being onside? I think he's on. Uh, well, to be honest, I only watched it once, so it could be right. <laughs> you only be... watched it when you went all in. He looks. Um, oh, he looks miles off. But it might just. It might just be that they step up at the moment. That I. I don't know. Who knows? Uh, I've I've done the screen. I've, I've done the the pause. He looks very onside to me. But well, in that in that case, I'd like to shake the linesman's hand uh, <laughs> because he's clearly better at this than I am. Oh dear, yeah, it's onside. Let's go. Um, and it just—it's going to get to a point, and I think we're there. And I think a few of our fans are already there now, where we can go to three nil and not go lovely. Not that'll do, but we'll, we're just going to hold on to this or score more goals because it just got a little bit silly the second part of this half, and it, it started with uh, with Sutton pulling one back out of nothing. Yes, I mean, if we go back to my notes that I've taken, the first note that I've taken after that goal is 3-0 up before the drinks break. Is that game done? Sutton are awful. Uh, followed up by, we keep playing really risky football at, some, at times, lots of flat passes across, across midfield and sort of runs into space, which is fun to watch, but then... You know, if you're playing risky football, that obviously comes with a risk. So we saw what that was in the first half in terms of their goal that they score is kind of telecasted moments before. So we miss a chance in the area where I think Austin and Kane get a little bit muddled up about who should be taking the, the, the shot in the box. Um, they go down the other side and then just basically a mixture of offside and their player just having no confidence and just sort of scuffing a shot but it just kind of pops out of his body, um, means that we get away with one. Uh, before moments later, obviously, I think it's, it's Godwin Malife's sort of vacated the space. I think he, he, he runs up, loses the ball, um, and then they've just got so much space to play into and uh, create the kind of opportunity that really you just can't miss from. So it's one of those ones where you look at it and you think, okay, I kind of understand why you'd be playing this kind of risky high like you know, high risk, high reward football at nil-nil, maybe one-nil, but we're free and up and we didn't really have to risk anything anymore. You can just kind of sit back and pick them off a little bit. Um, but potentially we just sort of only want to play football one way. Uh, and, you know, the, there are merits of that as well. But yeah, it was it was one of those things where you, you think a team that probably are a little bit more sort of, I don't know, on top of their game would not be conceding that kind of goal at 3-0 up. What about our defence then? So I think I don't think this is one of the games where Dokes, Bruitt and Blake Tracy are, are getting too many plaudits. It, it, it's not the worst showing that we'll ever see. But again, they leave so open defensively that at some point, it's not going to be a fun 5-3. It's going to be a very uncomfortable tonking at some point again. Let the good times roll. Like this is the second worst team in the division, and they are finding a lot of freedom attacking. And everybody has so far found their moments. They're just not putting away their chances, which which is great. But it's not gonna. We're not gonna get away with it forever. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of I'm caught in a lot of minds about this because it's one of those things where I actually I really like the fact that we're playing sort of risky football yeah. in the sense that uh, a lot of times I think teams 
quite often do things that just look football-y and look like things that not teams normally do rather than doing what actually is going to be most likely to lead to you winning a game. So I think actually throwing a bit of caution to the wind and just trying to score a lot of goals is when you know how to do it at the right time and all that kind of stuff is a really valid approach to trying to win games of football. Um, but as well as it, the, the the thing is knowing when to do it. And I think we're just, we're very much like an off and on team in terms of like it's either good or it's not kind of thing. So yeah, I, I look at it and I'm kind of like, I know that at some point we're definitely going to get handed a tonking. And I feel, I think if it's one of those things where the style that we play at the moment is going to, generally speaking, sort of get us results in games, then I'm actually, I'm quite willing to take a massive defeat if it's going to be like, okay, we win three games after that because, you know, we're doing things that will turn those games that, you know, could be a draw into a, a win kind of thing. Like we, we lost a lot of points last season because we dropped, yeah, we, we conceded goals and uh, late on sort of drop two points kind of thing in games. Um, so, if we can avoid doing that just by, you know, just scoring a lot of goals so that you can't really be caught by the opposition, then I think it's great. Um, you have to probably then take your medicine every so often when you do sort of come falling down to earth kind of thing. And I'm sure that will happen, but it's just really hard to tell, isn't it, as well, with, with the way the squad's made up. Just how long can we keep doing this and how long is it going to remain successful? Uh, and who knows? I think, I think it's one of those things where I'm kind of in the position of just like, I'm just going to try and enjoy it while it's here because I, I don't expect us to sort of still be playing sort of like champagne football in every game up until the end of the season. But um, yeah, while it is here, this is definitely the most fun kind of team just in terms of the topsy-turvy nature of games and just the way that the game's going back and forth and back and forth. If you look at it as a neutral, it's just probably really, really fun to watch. And the amount of friends that I'm having mentioned, it, like they're texting me just sort of out of the blue, just being like, what on earth is going on with your club kind of thing. And just it's quite, I just think it's the sort of thing that is in, like it's just inherently interesting. So yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't expect it to continue forever. I don't expect it to always be useful, but it's just fun, isn't it? And we, I think we just have to enjoy that. It is so enjoyable because you can't take your eyes off it for better or for worse. And at the <laughs> moment, it's very much for better. And you see Ginningham sat at the top of the table on 15 points, just three points ahead of Swindon. And we've got a game in hand and they've scored five goals this season and conceded five. And there's Swindon with 20 and conceded 11. I'm all for it. And and I completely agree. You know, if we're, if this... I guess tactic is going to win us 12 games and then we're going to lose a game five nil and then we're going to win the next five. Then we're going up. <laughs> yeah, even, ultimately even... winning games is better than drawing games, right? So if you're yeah. going to, if you're going to get thrashed in one game, but then you win the other ones three, two every time, then that's better than if we're drawing a couple in the middle of that as well. So maybe, maybe we're just playing footballing basketball, Rich. I, I, I don't know. Is this is this time to start talking about that? I don't know. It might be, and it's a conversation I will have. It, it was really, I mean, Sutton, they looked deflated. We've been here before. I think this was similar to Crew. The fans probably thinking, well, if they score two more before halftime, we can probably get home quick. And then <laughs> suddenly it's 3-2 from, from the Don Rogers. I don't think town fans were sort of getting negative or anything, but there was this general feeling of, is this what it's going to be like every week? <laughs> yeah, so it, it, it tired people out, right? It's, yeah, you like you can't 
just keep yeah <laughs> if you if you're gonna sort of have to go through sort of the the mental pain of like we're three nil up and we're still not safe kind of thing then uh yeah it will it will tire people out but it's interesting on on the tv i feel like i could hear, hear some like murmurs when we're like three nil three one up and sort of playing it around the back and then cheers when uh, we were going long but you know th- those are probably just I don't know a couple of people particularly near the microphones or something but yeah it's probably one of those things where the way that we've been the season especially with that Wrexham game like probably no matter what we do now we're just going to make a lot of people very nervous <laughs> um, so yeah until we get that sort of a little bit more of a backburn defense I guess that this is this is the new normal for us now, Rich. I'm getting my money's worth. I, I absolutely <laughs> love it. It's so much fun. What do your notes say about the rest of the uh, the first half? Uh, so obviously we've got the two goals. So um, Clay tucking home, Mahoney sort of does get a hand to it. I, I don't know if he should save it or not. I think probably probably not. Um, Sutton then score under no pressure from a long throw. We're just playing musical statues basically, like no movement from our side and very poor goal to concede. Um, and then after that, I've got Sutton should equalise. Uh, they get in behind. Um, oh, like Tracy yeah. pulls their striker down. Don't really know why the ref's not given it, other than the the, the strike had so much time to, to pull the shot off and didn't do it. Um, and then after that, actually, we kind of went into the break the better team again. So um, Austin, there's a ball put in from an Awakwe cross that basically Austin just needs to get anything on it, and it's four four two. Um, and he misses it. It's no con- no contact at all. Um, I think Young does a couple of dragbacks in the area, and then rather than shoot, crosses, and there's just no one there. Uh, so that was frustrating. And then, um, yeah, I think towards the end, Hutton put in a really good cross towards Austin, but it was flicked behind again. So we could realistically have gone into the break with a two-goal advantage, only ended up being a one-goal advantage. Probably, if we'd have been sensible, it should have been a three-goal advantage because... I think both of those goals that we conceded are avoidable. But what we did do a little bit was uh, slow the game down a little bit in that it's quite a long amount of injury time. I think six minutes, wasn't it, for the first half? Uh, and yeah, like, it's, it's just one of those things where I think, you know, having gone at such a frenetic pace where they'd really only stopped to celebrate the goals, both teams, probably something had to give and we 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 did at least make sure that we we didn't go into the break at parity which i think was important for the rest of the game that was half time 3-2 i think even if it goes against us and Sutton get that equalizer i don't think anyone in that ground was thinking well that's it now we're going to lose 4-3 or it's going to stay 3-3 it, the way things are at the moment if a team brought it back in the 86th minute i'll be I, I just wouldn't think well that's it now the way that these games play out it's it's so it's so funny and there, there should have been a flurry of goals or there could have been a flurry of goals in the in the start of the second half because there were just disallowed goals everywhere it seemed at one stage yeah so i mean basically at half time i just decided right if both teams are going to vibe it i'm going to vibe it on the podcast tonight i'm going to stop my notes so i don't i don't have any uh, written evidence of what happened in the second half so i'm sure there'll be lots of spurious claims of offside here from me as well but Obviously, both teams scored two goals that were judged offside. Uh, I haven't watched any of them back, but didn't really have many complaints for any of them at the time. But it's just one of those things where it just added to the kind of slightly farcical nature of it all. Just (laughs) the fact that it was, at that point, uh, 3-2 and both teams had also had two goals each rolled out for the same reasons uh, was was just genuinely crazy. So, yeah, really, I mean... the second half is where it becomes just genuinely end-to-end teams creating chance after chance after chance. And, and at times, I mean, especially as the game went on, the game became so stretched that 
once Rashawn Hepburn Murphy came on, basically everything he did was just incredible because he just had so much time on the ball to do whatever he wanted and he just gave them the absolute runaround. Uh, and I think really, if we're going to look at it, he's probably, for us, the difference maker in terms of, I think if we'd have continued doing what we're doing before he came on, I don't know if we'd have got those sort of two extra goals, but he was just kind of happy to go either way with the ball and uh, his two goals kind of showcased that in terms of the first one, he kind of cut, cuts back and then goes forward, uh, plays a, a beautiful pass, and then the second one just dribbles around everyone. Hi, Ellis Pod fans, it's JR here. Enthusiastic contributor and former Swindon McDonald's employee. Farewell, Outlook Village. One time I got to serve the then Swindon manager, Roy Evans. Yes, I know what you're wondering. Big Mac with medium fries. And admittedly, why Roy may have regretted some choices at SM1, well, you can't go wrong with the classics. And you can't go wrong with McDelivery, where instead of you getting in a time machine and coming to me, your favourites can come to you. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello everybody, summer is here and when there's no Swindon Town, I do enjoy using my favourite streaming services to watch you know, the same old comedies I've watched a billion times before. But hey, I love it. Okay, so don't judge. Alas, being away overseas on holiday in the chateau means I have to go without some of those shows until I've returned home. But no more. NordVPN allows you to watch sporting events, TV shows and films which aren't available in your region by switching your virtual location with one click to a country which is showing the content. NordVPN acts as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords from falling into the wrong hands. NordVPN is the price of a cup of coffee per month and one NordVPN account can be used across six devices. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash lowstrangers. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and the link is in the podcast episode description box. Enjoy your summer. And here's the fun house! Let's give Michael Flynn some credit here, because just after the hour mark, he takes off Austin, who worked hard. He thought he had his goal, which was offside, bullet header. He comes off for Hepburn Murphy. Uh, Shade comes on for Kane. Kane, really happy for him that he got his goal, but... You know, he, he had a solid game. It didn't necessarily pass him by, but I don't think he's threatening Khan uh, when when Khan comes back from from international duty. And when it when the changes were happening, it was quite clear in my mind what they're going to do. Okay, we're just going to run at them because Shade and Hepburn Murphy will just run at them and scare the hell. And Shade come close only once where he he sort of dragged it and just went just wide, but. Hepburn Murphy's 30 minutes was a really positive sign of what we could be looking at. And the question is being asked, when is it going to be the starting lineup of Young and Hepburn Murphy up front? And it's, I think it's a good question in terms of not because Austin had a bad game, because like I say, his flick for the first goal was incredible. Um, his his involvement in the second goal was very good. Uh he was involved in the third goal in some way, so he did get an assist for that. Um, and like he kept going, obviously he got on the end of a chance and was just offside. But I think he was he was good in sort of the all round play. So I think this is of the couple of swimming games I've seen this season, sort of the best performance I've seen from him for sure. Um, so it's it's probably not so much that uh, 
Austin play badly, but I just honestly, I think I would be absolutely petrified as a League Two defender having to go up against Jake Young, who can seemingly score from anywhere, uh, and Rashawn Hepburn Murphy, who can just seemingly run for days with the ball and uh, take people on, play killer passes, and finish. Uh, that that is basically a complete forward line, isn't it? Really, and I'm sure I'm just talking it up needlessly high, and the pr- but both of them just. They just are playing with so much confidence that uh, it's it was genuinely a joy to watch in that final half an hour, uh, and I would really like to see more of it, whether that's from the bench or from the start at different points. And ultimately, I think one of the the main kind of nagging points that we have with Swindon this season is that football over a forty six game season is a squad game. At least what we do have in this squad is. Uh, seemingly three very good options for to go into two for that sort of um, attacking role. So you would hope that regardless of how we play and who we select, there should always be goals coming off the bench. Can I be honest? I thought Kemp was quite quiet for large parts of this game and he put in what proved to be a man of the match performance to the sponsors. And I'm sure um, he's in the conversation for the listeners man of the match. I think he's, he's a, he's a string puller where he just does everything that you need him to do. Like McEachran did near the towel hands. It's, it's incredible because McEachran was really solid today, but we don't rely on him. We don't need to rely on him as much as we did in the tail end of last season. So he's just going about his business nice and quietly. And players like Kemp are getting the plaudits, and rightly so. But it was a great second half from him, and it was great that he got a goal. Yeah, I mean, I think what he has that McEachern didn't have from that performance was the goal. Um, I think both of them fairly similar over the course of the 90 in terms of... uh, I think they're probably, of our team, probably sort of the two that played the game like a normal game of football. In terms of it just kind of seemed that when they had the ball, things were kind of relatively sensible. They'd pick like decent options uh they weren't really giving the ball away uh they were yeah they, they were kind of circulating things normally uh so when Kemp had the ball I wasn't concerned that we were immediately going to give the ball away and concede uh which you know sometimes uh, in other positions I was a little bit concerned that you know we could just get countered here um having seen what we saw in the in the final sort of half of the first half so I think it's one of those ones he he did play really, really well, but a lot of it is just the kind of stuff that I guess goes under the radar a little bit. But I, I guess he's probably being selected for constantly being a threat in terms of like, he he, he was close to playing the killer plus a few times. Mm. Um, I think there's one that's just like millimetres away from Jake Young getting a hat-trick um, if he's able to control the ball in the first half. A um, couple of nice sort of touches in the second half. And then what he also does have, uh, which again, just increases the Jack Payne comparisons in my mind was uh, at the start of second half injury time, just that incredible chasing down and tackle at the end, which I'm sure I I imagine the man of the match draw for the sponsors was done before that point anyway. But um, that kind of thing is the sort of thing where when you're sort of going in after the game in your mind, trying to do man of the match stuff, you're thinking that is the kind of thing that you look at as like emblematic of a display on an afternoon. And uh, yeah, obviously a really positive thing for him to have done. So he's got a couple of key moments in there as well as just being good. So I can see why people are giving him a lot of shouts, but yeah, probably not my personal man of the match, but. Ooh, well, we're going to, we'll see how that goes. I mean, Hepburn Murphy's ball is perfect, but that first touch by Kemp and the, the dink off the bar is (laughs) so delightful. So satisfying. I've watched it about 20 times since we started talking about it. And, Again, it seems to take an eternity in real time, but oh, 
yes, 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 yes. And of course, nothing can go wrong now. It's 4-2, right? That's <laughs> no more. That's it. Um, I think before we get to the, the next goal, which was by Sutton, there, there were penalty shouts. And I mean, they scored pretty much immediately after what I felt, and I have seen it since, looked a penalty for me. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've, probably yes, but I think it's one of those ones where the refs probably seen him going down to ground a little bit easy and just decided not to. So I wasn't enraged at the time, if that makes sense. I think it's it, it, the, the the whole thing comes about in a really weird way because like Jake Young has absolutely no right to get the ball where he does, does get it, manages to shift past the goal side of their defender and then just, yeah, just doesn't quite get a shot off. So uh, yeah. I think probably there is enough contact for it to be a penalty, but I also think that Jake Young kind of knew I'm not getting a shot off here uh, and wanted a penalty kind of thing. Penalty. Jake Young, hat-trick denied. Uh, It would have made the uh, final little bit of the game a little bit more relaxing, I guess. So I I would have liked it to have been one. It might have been outside the box too when it starts. Um, I'm just watching it back. I think it's a foul, whether it's inside or out, I don't care. But hey, Harry Smith haunts us with a ricochet 4-3 and we keep on saying it's just nuts. Um, I don't know if there's shots going in, but it hits Blake Tracy and he's claimed it and it's gone down as his goal. But yeah, four three. Yeah, and I'm glad he has cla- he has been able to get that because I don't like yeah, agreed. goal bound shots being given his own goal. So yeah, I mean <laughs> hefty strike of luck them there for Sutton in that that thing. But they, they were building up a bit of a head of steam and uh you know ultimately the game could have gone another way and it could have been four all. So um it wasn't. It wasn't a thing of just we were creating chance after chance after chance. Like we were, but so were they. Uh, so I think uh, I'm just glad that that goal wasn't quite as telling as I was worried it might have been in the moment. Especially coming so hot on the heels of the um, uh, Jake Young incident, where, where yeah, ultimately, <laughs> thankfully we don't need to worry too much about that Jake Young thing because in the end we we, we weren't really made to pay for the fact that they scored immediately after. Yeah, it was the one time really where it felt like the fans in the ground were getting ready. Like, if we don't win this game, this is going to be down to the officials where that wouldn't have been the case because this game should have never been <laughs> never been as close as it was. I, I, don't, I don't remember there being much peril for 4-4. We just kept going at them and at them and at them. Um, and eventually, Hepburn Murphy, who... Thoroughly deserved his goal. Honestly, I think this is one of the most enjoyable goals we'll see all season. And we've had a few of them, I think, so far already uh, in terms of the Blake Tracy one, couple at Wrexham, this one today. Just a run that just kept going and going and going. So I think in the. So this was also spoiled for me ahead of time in terms of I got the notification. But I think the way it was spoiled for me was actually, I think Ben in the WhatsApp group just saying, do you know what? Fair play. and I was like, well, something must have happened for him to have said that. And then he yeah, just picks the ball up so deep and just sort of runs and runs and runs. And again, you probably don't, you're probably not able to score that goal against a team that are a little bit more, uh, well, a little bit less rattled. Um, ultimately, um, I think we th- that goal comes as probably a bit of a culmination of us just really putting the cat amongst the pigeons for the preceding kind of 90 minutes of the game. Um but yeah, just the technique to do all of that, to stay composed, to set yourself and then slot in uh, 
everything about that is just an incredible goal. And it's basically, it's just, you know, that uh, Ronaldo goal uh, for uh, Barcelona against the sort of lower league team, the Spanish Cup, which like does the rounds on Twitter every year or so. It was just that, basically. It wasn't a bit against a team in the same league uh, and with Swindon, not Barcelona. So um, just a really, really enjoyable goal. And uh, what a finish with a ball he is as well. I really like Rashad Hepburn Murphy and uh, uh, can't wait to watch him play a few more games for us. Shout out to the topless young men in the town end that do the the, the tsunami <laughs> of chase of, of every Swindon player. They don't always go to the town end, but my goodness... Hepper Murphy did not go to the town end at all, but just a, a sea of of topless men in the town in the town end, uh, running with delight and looking quite tired as they make their way back to their seats. Oh yeah, it's been a long afternoon. I mean, obviously, eight minutes of injury time uh, in the second half, six minutes in the first half, in that heat as well. I don't. I, I honestly don't envy them, but I do envy them in the sense of just being able to sort of enjoy the moment, kind of thing. But yeah, must have been a very tiring afternoon for all present. Yeah, Harry Smith almost scored. In fact, it could have been 5-4 very, very easily. And Well, it's not an open goal or anything, but all he's got to do is hit it on target and it's in. But what did you think about this? I spent you know a good part of my Friday prepping for the press and then talking about the press and they were talking about that aerial height, their height, their height, their height. And other than flick-ons like Harry Smith was very good at flicking it past Bruit or past whoever for the next person but they weren't pumping in pumping in pumping in was that because Swindon repelled it or was it just not how they actually play but in in terms of aerial threat I was expecting set pieces and and all that sort of stuff but instead it was just like pumping it up for flick-ons to try and get through the defense and it just didn't really work yeah, I mean, let me shock you, Rich. I haven't watched Sutton this season. So, what? Um, yeah, I haven't watched them since actually we last played them. Um, so I'm not sure exactly how they play. I, I don't know if it's... There, I could be completely wrong here. It didn't feel like there were loads of fouls in the game today. I don't think we were going into challenges particularly full-blooded. It was very much a game of team have kind of a lot of time on the ball and uh, a lot of the... A lot of teams, a lot of the turnovers of possession were, I think, just like <laughs> the ball going missing or a player's just kind of stopped and disconnected his controller, as we said with Mahoney before. So uh, maybe they weren't given as many of the chances that they needed for that kind of thing. Maybe they're not quite as good at it as it as they they used to be sort of before, obviously with the run that uh, they've been on, kind of thing. Um, and I think as well, there's probably an element to which we, if you look at statistically, we had a lot of the ball. Um, and a lot of it in areas that we would have wanted to have it rather than they would have wanted to have it. So um, it, it's probably a mixture of a lot of different things. Uh, but yeah, we definitely did well to kind of not really play them at their game. Um, we kind of played them at our own game and that's probably how we've come out on top in the end. Well, final score, 5-3 Swindon. I'm, I'm, I'm looking through the listeners' contributions right now and there's a lot of stuff here and it's really appreciated. It's all along the same the same lines really I mean the, the term people are loving is kamikaze football which probably as Martin Crook uh, identifies Flynn disagrees but it is kamikaze football and I enjoy it I think and I think I agree with Martin I, I, I could happily see the season out like this I don't think I'll 
11 core players will enjoy it at all because because it's not sustainable. But last year, Connor, we were talking around this time in the season and we were scraping through one nils and fans were telling us to lighten up because we were like, I don't know, man, we're scraping through these and we're definitely not going to go up if we continue like this. This year it's different. This year, I think, well, firstly, I'm just like, let's just enjoy this. This is this is just so much fun. The, the one nils, the two ones, the, the standard results are going to come back over time. I, I'm not thinking, well, this is paper in the cracks. We, we, we're going to get stuff week and week out. I don't think that. We're going to get a stuffing at some point, but that doesn't mean that the nine games before it and the nine games after it are going to be negative results. It's I, I just love this idea that Finn has looked at the that, at Lee two and gone, Do you know what? Let's just go for it. Let's just let's just throw no caution to the wind and um and see what what we do. And at the moment, at the moment, we should legitimately have won every game this season. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things. Like 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 Flynn has said going into this game this week, we don't have a top seven budget, so you have to look for a, your own competitive advantage. And if ours is that we're kind of willing to be very chaotic and yeah, turn games that last season would have been points into games that are three points or zero points, then if you're going to keep rolling that dice and keep trying to sort of create football and yeah, just just keep just the bombardment going, then like I say, it's not about every game it always working. It's about more often than not it working and then you're going to get the points on the board that you want kind of thing. So I think, like you say, I think that the problem that we probably had this time last season with the sort of tight games that were draws, uh, not very many goals, uh, one nils and uh, two ones and all that kind of thing was, okay, well, this, this is all good and all, all well and good in terms of the results, but we're not creating that much. So when our finishing dries up, then where are we left to go kind of thing? Or when we finish play against a team that are going to finish their chances, where are we left to go? I think at the moment we're playing teams that are finishing their chances uh, and we're also creating a lot of chances and also missing a lot of chances as well. So it's one of those ones where I kind of don't feel like we've got nowhere to go from here. I just kind of, yeah, like like we say, kind of have a sneaking suspicion that one day the chances will dry up or, yeah, like one, one day a team is just going to come and finish every chance they have against us kind of thing. Uh, but, you know, that happens and as long as it's one game or two games or, or whatever, then then it's fine. But... Yeah, I, I just look at it and I think I just strongly believe that Michael Flynn knows what he's doing, uh, and uh, the although the recruitment that we've done has been very very thin on the ground in terms of numbers, the quality of the players that we brought in is good. I, I like this team more than the team from last season, and whether that's just because we're scoring goals, and I like I'm a simple man who likes to see us scoring goals. Um, I don't know, just the the, the players seem more dynamic and we seem to be getting more out of the players that were here last season than than this season. So, um, yeah, I can't pretend that there's no unease, but like like we've said, ultimately we're here to watch, enjoy football and this is entertaining. Last season was not entertaining in the slightest. Uh, so I think, you know, if, if we're not going to be one of the best teams in the league and, you know, we, we might still become one of the best teams in the league. We, we might be, we, we might have been playing like one of the best teams in the league. I don't know. Uh, then at least we can sort of yeah put our money's money in on a Saturday and enjoy what we've seen. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm very very happy with Michael Flynn from what I've seen so far. Hundred percent agree, hundred percent. And I I cannot wait for Swindon to play another of those 
top seven contenders in budget or, or, or player. We've got Walsall next. They beat Salford this weekend. So, you know, that's that's a great result for them. Um, then we've got Morecambe and Grimsby. But then in October, we've got Notts County and Bradford away back to back. I can't wait for those games. I want to see how this Swindon side does against them. Again, scanning through the comments squad, it's thin. Undeniably, these are these are optimistic fans that are acknowledging that. What else do we have here? The defence. Uh, we need to employ a better defensive coach. Well, Paul Bowden was on comms, wasn't he, for uh, for this game? What did he say about the defence? I think he was uh, sort of fairly critical of all of them in terms of just like where they're just getting dragged around out of position quite a lot. So. In this game in particular, I would not really criticise any no, yeah. of them individually because it's they're all doing it. Um, so it's clearly, because it's now been happening for quite a while and we're not really changing how we're playing, this is kind of what they're being asked to do in terms of playing that kind of high-risk way. Um, I think it's one of those ones where probably it looks probably not quite as good for Brewitt in terms of he's of the three, the one that's not being asked to do as much um, attacking stuff. So he is playing a couple of nice passes into midfield, um, but he's not the one that's supposed to be charging out and uh, sort of doing sort of the eye-catching stuff that Godwin Malife does and uh, Blake Tracy do that um, probably allow them to be forgiven a little bit for sort of some of the defensive mix-ups because we can see very specifically something good that they've done going forward. Um, but yeah, it's, it's one of those ones where I think you just have to say, I mean, basically all of them at various points in the game have just been completely caught out. Um, so, yeah, this is it's kind of on all of them slash on the system. Yeah. And all of them look comfortable in doing what they're told to do. You know, on, on the, the ball, ball, they're great. Yeah. yeah, that they're all they're all really, really comfortable. And there's no need to change the, the back at the moment. You know, Finn's clearly got his eye on players and we need... That I mean, Harrison Minton came on at the latter stages. He was fine. There was no peril, so he, he looked comfortable. Um, we do need to bolster, especially if if we want if we want to really compete beyond September. At the moment, you know, it's still a long, long way to go, and there simply is no way that thirteen players can can stay fit. You know, when when one of those three centre backs go at the moment, it's you know, it, it could be a little bit of a struggle. But yeah, they, they all look great on the ball. The positive stuff, Lawrence Greenaway here, Kemp is a dynamo. We've got a gem in Jake Young. Man of the match is is Kemp. Um look we're scanning scanning down this this list here. A few nods for McEachran for Charlie Austin. Got got a nod there from Christopher, but it is Kemp. Second place was Rashawn Hepburn Murphy, um, and no apologies for people to uh, to 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 highlight what was just as we've discussed a, a really impressive thirty minutes. But who gets our man of the match? Well, Rich, I've said I'm not going to give it to Kemp, even though I think he would be a worthy man of the match. I think he played well. Like I said, goal um, that <laughs> incredible tackle towards the end. <laughs> I am going to give it to Rashawn Hepburn Murphy. I, yes. I just everything about that cameo. It was just just a dazzling display. I just, it is the kind of thing that is just incredibly joyful to watch. Um, and yeah, I think you look at him from his perspective and um, obviously put a little jokey tweet out a couple of weeks ago after uh, Jake Young scored four against uh, Crawley about another week on the bench. If you're going to come off the bench and do that, uh, then what a sort of uh, 
response to <laughs> that kind of thing that is um i i look at it and i kind of think i just hope these three attacking players are just going to keep sort of egging each other on by playing so hard that you basically have three players that are undroppable going into two positions and uh constantly doing stuff off the bench um but yeah i mean so partly those hopes and then just partly i think both of those goal involvements in terms of the 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 turn and uh, pass for the assist for Kemp's goal, and then also his uh, his own goal. I think basically just those two things alone. I think I would be quite happy to give him the man of the, man of the match. Uh, but really, in an attacking sense, you could pick out most of the players on the pitch uh, because they all did stuff um, in in a positive sense and uh, all deserve a mention. I think the only players that we couldn't mention for the man of the match would probably in the defence. So um, that is is how it is. Yeah, a few concerns about Mahoney on the ball. Um, I, I think he's had a good season so far. He's, you know, you, you're allowed the occasional Rick and the occasional um, not so strong game. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to sort of go crazy on on that. Um, I think, yeah, and I'm, I'm also happy it for Flynn just to take his time with Hepburn Murphy. He was brilliant today, but with you know, autumn coming and games coming thick and fast again with, with a home game against Walsall, then, then Morecambe. I'm, I'm happy for, for Hepburn Murphy, maybe one more week on the bench just to, just to make sure that he's okay and give him those half hours of where he can just give Charlie Austin a rest. And I, I think Rashan Hepburn Murphy from the bench can make more of an impact than Charlie Austin coming from the bench, I think is what I'm saying here. I think you're right. I think in terms of probably part of why he was so devastating today is that he's coming against up against the defence that for an hour had just been asked question after question by Jake Young and Charlie Austin uh, and Dan Kemp and Jake Kane and Tariq Awakwe and R- Romeo Hutton. They were probably... I can imagine that as well as the physical exhaustion of playing in 30 degree heat for an hour, uh, just the mental exhaustion of just sort of constantly going the wrong way towards goal probably sort of ended up telling in the end and allowed him just the space that he had towards the end. But, you know, it's not always going to be 30 degrees, but we can always keep posing defensive questions. And you would hope that in those last stages, the Rashan Hepburn Murphy is going to get a lot of space. So yeah, I think I agree, but like I say, we're creating a very good problem for ourselves in terms of who plays in that forward line. So uh, I'm very happy about that. And as we close, it's just, it's just fun to be excited about the next game. And I'm, I'm not thinking about, Oh, when did we lose or anything like that? I just cannot wait for next Saturday. When I see now at the moment, Towner at home, I'm, 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 over the moon it, it's not a chore I'm not dragging myself and these sort of performances that that, that game against Crawley this game are the games that are going to keep younger fans wanting to come back and that's huge for the club because you know there's there's a little dip with attendances at the moment a, a 6-0 a 5-3 hopefully that will result in more fans uh, coming to support the club uh, for Walsall. And Walsall will bring fans with them. So fingers crossed. 100%. And these are also the games that you remember in five years' time when on this day, this game happened kind of thing. You'll definitely be able to remember a lot of different details of this. But if this had been a 1-0 win or a 0-0 draw or all that kind of thing, then yeah, it's just another one for the history books that we're not going to remember that much. So yeah, long live Swindon creating positive memories for all involved, I would say. Amen to that. Connor, thank you very much. Thank you. Good run by him and now 
The Low Strangers is an independent supporters podcast. The views given do not reflect those of Swindertown Football Club or their official partners. The music is provided by the great Matthew Kilford and the podcast logo was created by the most splendid Matt in Singapore. Thanks for listening. Come on, you Reds. Come on, Swindon. Hi, Ellis Pod fans, it's JR here. If Swindon players were McDonald's items, who would they be? We've had lots of Big Macs, like the legendary Alan McLaughlin, Harry McCurdy, or even Steve McMahon. Perhaps you'd prefer to channel the power of McPlant, like Darren Ward, or maybe five chicken selects, one to enjoy for each time Ben Gladwin joined. Yep, there's one spare, but there's still time. And you don't need super scouts or data solutions to get your hands on any of these. McDelivery through the McDonald's app brings them all to you. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.